Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to Minisode 65 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes. Wow. I know, Minisode yeah. 65. The podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a lapsed horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm your pal Andy Stewart, often disgusting, never not charming. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> are you charmed? I am, suitably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Wonderful>. And then <laughs> sporadically revolted. Yay! How's your week been? It's been okay. Cool. Good, yeah, good. good. Yeah, yeah, yours? Uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty busy. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I never turned down an opportunity to talk about them on Tuesday this week, I went to see The National at Calvin Grove Bandstand. Oh, with a fucking national yep 12th time we've seen them they were fucking amazing and was it the other day that you mentioned the national to me and in my stupidity uh, not making the connections I assumed you meant the horse racing was this week <laughs> yes it was yeah yeah I, I was, was like, like ugh I go to the national it's usually that's very out of character I know but you're a big hat yeah. <laughs> you and the queen <laughs> No, it was the other national, the uh, New York Miserablest Indies. I love them. Hooray! Uh, yeah, they were amazing. Uh, they were great. So, uh, you've been watching anything this week? Um, nothing new. You won't be surprised to hear. In a shocking twist. Okay. Yeah, but I've got my hands on some Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. I've got my hands on Arrow Video's Blu-ray, relatively recent re- uh, release, I'd say the past month or so, um, of John Hughes's Weird Science. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Even I've seen Weird Science. <laughs> I think everyone's seen Weird Sides. It was kind of born in the 80s. It's mm-hmm. a film that I literally don't remember not being in my life. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always um, there. So yeah, I picked it up. And uh, yeah, I don't think I need to say too much about Weird Science. It's a story of two losers who create the women of their dreams using their computer. The science of which has never quite worked for me. <laughs> Disappointing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. It's really annoying when these documentaries don't do their homework, isn't it? I know, I know. Like... Uh, but it's it's always weird to me now when you go back and you watch like Weird Science and you see Bill Paxton in it, obviously, sadly, no longer with us. He's amazing in Weird Science, absolutely brilliant. But then you see like uh, young Robert Downey Jr. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before he started wearing his lifts in his shoes, quite comfortable with his small height in Weird Science. Did the, did the uh, lack of confidence about his stature follow after? I think it must have come with uh, with sobriety and fame. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah, yeah. I've never seen the photos of him on the set of Avengers with his, his heels on. Yeah, the, oh, like kind God. of platforms. Yeah. <laughs> Very serious business. Silly man. So, yeah, not too much to be said about the film, like you say, that mm-hmm. uh, hasn't already been said. What about the release? I mean, it looks amazing. I wouldn't really expect anything else. Do you know, uh, the, the, special, the, the special features are fine. Okay. Um, one cool addition on there is uh, the shooting script for Weird Science is on there, and that's, that's pretty, cool. That's pretty cool, I'm yeah. I'm a big fan of reading scripts and seeing how people write the film that you've seen uh-huh. and just the whole usual raft of documentaries and stuff like that but um obviously john hughes is no longer with us so there's not the insight of like a commentary or anything like that uh-huh, of course which would have been cool yeah. yeah okay moving on sticking with arrow video though okay yeah yeah brand new uh-huh um the latest and what i can only say are absolutely amazing releases of george bookerite's work 
obviously fairly recently Arrow have put out Necromantic and Necromantic 2 mm-hmm. and their Todus King and some of the best box sets I've seen to be honest really? that, that they've done they followed that up now with Shram. Shram. Yeah. Okay. Which, Tell me uh, more. It was kind of his reaction to, I guess, big Hollywood serial killer films. Okay. Which were quite polished. In a way, kind of fawning. So when did this come out? Uh, 1993. Okay. So, like, after Silence of the Lambs and stuff like that. So Yeah, are we in a post-Natural Born Killers world at this point as well? I think right? we're round about that kind of okay. period. I don't remember exactly, but I think sure. Natural Born Killers is about 93, 94. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think uh, he thought that serial killer films were quite sanitized and uh, quite fawning in a lot of ways of the killer himself. So uh, in a typical but great way, he has gone off and he uh, he made Shram, which is a film about a, a serial killer. And uh, it is grimy and it's everything you would expect from the guy who made Necromantic. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and it's fucking excellent. It's cool. totally non-linear. It is bizarre. It's horrible. And it's absolutely chock-a-block with toothy uh, vaginas. Oh, I see. I've got this in my... I'm, I'm holding this in my hand right now. Yeah. I'm showing you. The package itself, everything about it is weighty. It's amazing. It's The special features are incredible. It's very uh, cool looking. Commentaries and soundtrack CDs. And it's... Arrow have outdone themselves with this one as well. Nice. Um, awesome. To be honest, the, the releases they've put out of this director's work are fucking insane. Yeah. And... Uh, Continuing the trend. Awesome. Great yeah. stuff. Great stuff. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I picked something up uh, uh, off the back of a conversation that we had recently on an episode. Okay. With? With Howard Gorman. Ah. Way back on uh, episode 61-ish or 60, Death Spot. Way back. All those way, three or four weeks ago. <laughs> way back. Way back four <laughs> to five weeks ago. <laughs> uh, but we've, yeah. A- we've come so far. <laughs> we have, we have. So there was a moment in that episode where Howard talked about uh, Dead Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't remember the name of the film at the time, but it came back to him. Ah, uh, yes, and a lot of uh, a lot of listeners stepping in on that one as well, if I remember right. A lot of listeners did step in on that, so uh, I happened to chance upon it, and it's an. I, I didn't even know that this that this release existed. Okay, but it's from eighty eight films who are superb. Yeah, I mean the 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 stuff's great. So I was like, fucking hell, picked it up, uh, bought it. And I watched it, and it's fucking great. Howard was right. <laughs> really? You've never seen it before? No, no, no. It was a first for me. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, it's brilliant. And again, another amazing package. But uh, yeah, it's uh, the story of two cops, one played by Treat Williams oh, from Deep Rising. Oh, man. And Joe Piscopo. And uh, yeah, they, uh, they play two cops. One of them dies. He is resurrected as a zombie, and they investigate his murder. Nice. <laughs> That sounds amazing. <laughs> yep, and then, uh, as if things couldn't be better, Darren McGavin, who was uh, Kolchak uh, in The Night Stalker or Kolchak the TV series, um, he pops up in there as this kind of shady doctor. And then fucking Vincent Price appears. Good grief. Yeah. Piling him on. Awesome. Yeah, one, one of the last films he did as well. Oh, really? Um, yeah, kind of winding down before. I think Edward Scissorhands was his last film. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking amazing. I feel enriched. To have seen Dead Heat. Good. <laughs> so uh, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Howard and everyone who told me to go out and find it and hunt it down because I now have it. And it's superb. Joe Piscopo is hilarious in it. Like He's one of, because he was a comedian, he was in Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. It seems very much like he's been, uh, I will do this silly film if every line I have can be a joke. Right, sure, sure, yeah. okay. <laughs> and, uh, that's pretty much the whole way through. Nice, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's not an insignificant amount. I was going to say, like, oh, that, is, that is a lot of viewing in a week. Yeah, 
Yeah, nicely yeah. done. Well yeah. played. Yeah. Um, I have one non-Shockwaves one, and it's a new release. Uh, it came out when this airs, it'll have been a week ago, the 5th of August. Right. It's available in the UK now. Uh, Heavy Trip. Oh, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is from directors Yuso Lechio and Yuka Vigrin, which I've almost certainly uh, pronounced incorrectly. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> yep, sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, this is not a horror film, but it lives in the horror-adjacent world of metal. Right, okay. Um, right. Your synopsis here is uh, Turo is trying to overcome his fears by leading the most unknown heavy metal band in Finland, Impaled Rectum, to the hottest metal festival of Norway. The journey includes heavy metal, grave robbing, Viking heaven, and an armed conflict between Finland and Norway. <laughs> I'll be honest, you had me at Impaled Rectum. <laughs> With a K. Um, <laughs> this kind of like. Uh, this ex- this obviously that kind of sums up that this goes to ridiculous places, but it starts out very much as this kind of like very lo-fi kind of almost kind of mumblecorey Scandinavian comedy. Right. If you like that kind of humor, like if you really eat up, you know the kind of dryness of like things like Hellfjord and stuff like that. Uh-huh. If you like that kind of thing, then uh, you'll really respond to that. As it gets progressively more ridiculous, that might it might lose people who are more there for the deadpan stuff. Right. But um, it's a really, really interesting film. And it's like one of those things, you know, where like a, you're, a, this thing which is conceptually quite daft um, and very over the top, but also kind of has like a decent amount of heart as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I, I really like this. And, I, and in general, people seem to. 7.1 on IMDb, uh, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, if, again, if you're looking for a kind of like a fun Friday night movie, I think you could do a lot worse than uh, digging out a Heavy Trip, which is out now. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Mitch. You're very welcome. Well, I'm guessing then that that leads me into... He sure does. I got another one in this week, but I also still don't know my number yet. So good news, bad news situation. Um, I think you must be at 98 by now. I think... uh, 99, just Cannibal Holocaust to go. Will we just say that this is the 100th one so we can all go home? Uh, I watched Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Oh, superb. Yeah, so we're back to 1971. Right, yeah. Uh, I loved this film. Oh, wow. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really... I thought it was very effectively creepy. I uh, I kind of... I'm I'm a sucker for a claustrophobic descent into madness type affair. (laughs) Yes, you are. See, darling. Yes, spot with that shithole. I really do. I've kind of been putting off watching this one. Right. Not for the same reason that I originally put off watching Audition back in the day. Oh, right. Okay. Um, or the reason that I'm currently putting off watching Cannibal Holocaust. Um, I put this off because it sounded like something that I was going to really enjoy. Right. And I wanted to kind of like be in a very specific mood to watch it. And I kind of decided that this week was that week. Wow. And uh, yeah, I had a great time with it. Really, really liked it. Um, this whole thing, for as much as I understand that it, it must be an incredible chore for the listeners, has been very educational for me. <laughs> But surely that's a good, surely you can be forgiven then by the listeners if there is in fact something to be taken away from this saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I wonder if uh, I, I wonder what the shockwaves guys will make of it when I hit the when I hit the hundred. We'll have to tell Rebecca. I'm sure even Rebecca will be absolutely horrified at how long it's taken. I mean, yeah, if I'd watched one a week, it would have taken me about two years. So <laughs> I think I'm doing I think I'm doing okay when you think about it. Well, this podcast has been going for a year and a half. Has it? Has it actually? Well, almost, yeah, yeah. More or less a year and a half. So, uh, so. <laughs> so maybe we'll get to that glorious two-year mark before you finish this. No, no, no. I'm gonna do it. And right, no. I, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even gonna make any promises about doing the the admin for this task this week because every time I say it, something comes up and I don't do it. It'd be quicker for me to do it. It probably would be, but you do everything, so like, so we can't do that. Uh, but yeah, let's scare Jessica to death. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. And you did the thumbs up there, yeah. Yeah, I, I, with my free hand I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He did two thumbs up with both thumbs on his left hand. <laughs> so. Do, 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 
what have they been saying? What an eventful week we have had with feedback. We have. And on a variety of topics, no less. Good, decent spread. A decent spread, yeah. But I think that first and foremost, I think we should take a look at the chat that we've had this week about brain damage because we have had a bunch of it. And huge thanks to Chelsea Stardust for coming on and doing that with us. That was awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's a very busy lady right now. So I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, loads of people turning up uh, for brain damage, unsurprisingly, on Instagram. Uh, solid bank of love there. Um, including. I thought, that was a, I thought that was a person. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> on Instagram, we have solid bank of love. <laughs> person alert. <laughs> um, uh, dangerous board. Simply, I fucking love this film. Uh, Mad Max Morrison, new person alert. Hello. Saying, simply just saying, sweet euphoria. Sweet euphoria. Yeah. Uh, Mouse Shadowcraft saying, uh, one of the greatest films of all time. And, um, <laughs> wow. Uh, our old pal Alfred Rocks 88 with two prey hands emojis. Yeah, Alfred Rocks 88, always weighing in. I believe it might be spam, but always welcome. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's absolutely, he's absolutely, uh, probably, probably one of our most regular contributors. It's about time that we mention, uh, even though it is almost certainly spam. Yeah, it's either uh, it's either the two praying hands or uh, it's some uh, fire or some fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna get in touch now and be like, "I am really disappointed that you are making fun of my relentless enthusiasm yeah. for your content." I have listened since episode one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, big thank you to him. Yeah. Uh, heading over to Twitter as well. Uh, Buying an LV, Laura. Yeah. I uh, just said, I uh, just saw you're doing brain damage. Ta. Yeah, that was actually something that Laura had requested ages ago. In fact, I think ah. it came through as a listener's choice. Right. Previously. Okay, I see. Uh, she also later got in touch simply just saying, We all sing Elmer's tune. Don't we just? Don't we just? Yeah, yeah. Okay, film fan Stevie. Hello there. Getting in touch to say, just finished listening to the episode at my normal place with a coffee. Being cryptic there when we know that that place is most certainly the Cousin Soho. Yeah, aka Reef Towers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely a film I need to revisit. Last time I saw it was about 20 years ago. It's just as good as yeah. it was 20 years ago. It's, Get back, dig yeah, it up. Superb. Uh, new personal alert. Quick hello to Uber Joe. Hello, Uber Joe. Uh, Uber Joseph B on Twitter. <laughs> Who I think I uh, found the show through uh, Chelsea Stardust. Certainly, uh, it seems that way. Chelsea uh, certainly did play the game in terms of getting the word out. So big thank you to her for doing that. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, and I think yeah, some of the some of the comments and stuff that we picked up this week was uh, new listeners we'd acquired from the fact that she'd uh, done such a good job of telling people she was on the show. Uber Joe, no exception, I suspect, uh, had mentioned that he was going to be listening through the night, and then just said, "Gotta get brain damage now." Uh, great, listen, thanks, guys. Looking forward to uh, popcorn frights. So he's heading along to uh, the premiere, presumably. Oh, well, uh, you can uh, check out uh, the short that I produced, Mannequins, there. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, there you so go. There you go, Uber Joe. You can uh, fill your eyes with that as well. Yeah, get yourself on it. Uh, Darren Gaskell. Ah, good man. Uh, I first saw this on VHS, Palace Pictures, I think. Man, I feel old. I really like it, but it's probably a better introduction to the world of Frank or than, say, Basket Case. Don't I would get... agree. Speaking yeah. of somebody who's only seen those two, I would agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Basket Case, as do I. But I can see how jarring it could be going in cold. Yeah, I mean, I certainly am not uh, opposed to revisiting it now. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, now that I'm in more of a hen and motor state of mind, I would say that uh, Basket Case definitely functions better as an entry-level film. New York, <laughs> scummy jungle full of weird monsters. <laughs> uh, Very good. 
anything else on brain damage? I've got something, but it's a segue into something else. Uh, I've so got something you can, fill the, you can fill the gap. Uh, yeah, I do have one thing. It's uh, Salter Popcorn. Just simply, we were talking about the fact that um, the reports of people walking off set while this was being filmed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, also, Henenlotter has confirmed that uh, people did walk off the set. He says that this has happened at some point on every film he's made, apparently. <laughs> Super. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you do your fancy segue. Hanny at Hanny underscore Ray. Hello. Fab episode. So much love for this film. Ah, thanks. By the way, definitely voting for a drunken commentary for Congo now. Yes. This was something that we floated at the end of Chelsea's episode. We had been talking about Congo uh, more and more recently, and I suggested that perhaps the time for a, a live drunken commentary on Congo would be now. Yes, okay. Um, but then you, in your infinite wisdom floated the idea of another listener's choice mm-hmm. episode so we kind of put it out to the people that's kind of flying around it's kind of taking arms and legs in a way and it's now uh perhaps evolving into a live show potentially we're looking at it yeah we're looking at it but uh yeah i still think there's a lot of love out there for the drunken congo i'm strongly feeling like because there's been a, a decent amount of support on both sides here on bongo and bongo they're pushed and watching congo <laughs> <laughs> Special one-off theme song. Yeah. Uh, by the way, to anyone out there uh, who isn't from the UK and has never drank Libby's on Bongo, I was not being racist. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's important to clear <laughs> that's that up. That's the theme tune from the advert. Um, yeah, I uh, think that yeah, we so we floated the idea of doing a drunk commentary on Congo and uh, also a listener's choice episode. The response to this has been such that we're probably going to end up doing both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's kind of a dead heat in terms of the support for the ideas, but dead heat. Uh, oh yeah, but uh, yeah, we're kind of uh, so we, we're kind of coming around to the idea of doing listener's choice. Although to be honest, like we will look for suggestions for it when the time comes. Like watch the space, but also we've had such a good idea that I almost am loathe to listen to any others. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, and yeah, and the Congo thing, I think we're probably going to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's just what we do most times anyway. Is we get drunk and put a film on. I mean, this is true. So, Why not yeah, just like, record it? Yeah, like chance it with a microphone and see what happens. <laughs> um, so uh, moving away from those things, though, you got anything else that's not brain damage? I've got something on the Mothman prophecies coming ah. in from Caitlin Downs, Scared Sheepless. Um, a word on that episode, by the way, just before we go any further. I, I, the more I think about that chat, the more I think about how much I enjoyed it. Considering how cold it was on the film going in. Yeah, like, yeah, One, yeah, yeah, yeah. spoke me down in the film, but two, I just kind of like, I would have Josh back on any time. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, one of those, he's one of those great guests that will no doubt be back. Definitely, I would certainly hope so. But anyway, Caitlin. I'm a little late to listening to Friday's Strong Violent PC with I Am Josh Lobo. Really enjoyed it, and it isn't often you get mentions of Millennium. Still need that show to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great. And Manhunter, the most 80s movies ever, alongside Arse Gerbil jokes. Ah. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, Minisode queued up for the drive home. Uh, that Minisode would also have fed you Gerbil Arse jokes. Yes, that would have, uh, for want of a better expression, scratched that particular itch. <laughs> now that uh, kind of grew arms and legs as it tends to do yeah and uh, I I'm not going to dwell anymore on the numerous and varied ways I tried to mm-hmm. uh, ejaculate when I was when I was in my early teens yes I think it's probably best that we move past that for the moment <laughs> but uh, some of the things I said in the last minisode raised some eyebrows it sure did um, Cosmic Ray Girl got in touch just simply saying hashtag Spongegate. Spongegate, excellent, excellent. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think Dennis got in touch as well. He had some things to say about um, uh, your proclivities. Yeah. Uh, your peccadillos. And, and uh, Stevie, again, Fun Fun Stevie, has taken it just sending me gifts of gerbils. 
<laughs> yeah, there's uh, at least two of those. Uh, yeah, there's a, a vibrating gerbil there. There's a Lemmy Winks from South, South Park. Park. Yeah, uh, there's a, a yeah, and a, there's an assortment of things. Let it. I don't feel I have to defend myself here. No, I feel I like you've said enough stuck, on the subject. But I have never stuck a gerbil up my ass yes, because no, I yeah. haven't. No, it's fine. But uh, what I will Neither say, your gear. is don't start that rumor about me. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's fine. I won't. Elsewhere, uh, working back through the episodes again. Sure. Uh, Ravenous. Ah. Uh, Dennis Extra Atherton had spoken to us about the fact that he was going to go check that film out. Yeah, it was a film Dennis had never seen. I know. If you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, strange stuff. Uh, but uh, Dennis did free up some time this week, checked it out, right. and uh, as requested, uh, got back in touch with us with his thoughts. So it was pretty much what I expected from the show. I enjoyed it firstly. I liked Stoner Arquette. The music score, especially when they get to the cave, really had me scratching my head. Mm. I know it was Damon Albarn as part of the scoring. It was indeed. Yes. Carlisle looked like he was having fun being evil. And um, yeah, I think we, we spoke at length about how great Robert Carlyle was in that film and kind of like how I think that the film probably would have faltered a lot more had it been literally anyone else in that role. I would agree. Going a little bit further back, oh. a fair bit further back, actually, to our episode on Fright Night, the remake. Oh, yeah, when we were joined by Padraig Reynolds. Yes. Um, yeah. Kim Morrison. Uh, Wicked Sister 69 on Twitter yeah, obviously yeah. has a very well documented love of the original Fright Night as does the man sat opposite you Mitch yes mm-hmm. yes 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 and I think that uh, like somebody putting off going to the dentist or me putting off doing the admin for the Shockwaves 100 I think that Kim has been letting this episode fall to the bottom of her list um, I think that her kind of uh, dread yes I think <laughs> the dread is a good word but uh Kim's finally done it. Oh, she listened to it. She made her way back to it. Okay, she said, Finally finished my listen of the Fright Night episode of Strong Violent PC and have never hard agreed nodded along with Andy stuff so much. Also, have just finished an article about the Fog remake and yeah, it's the worst. Oh, it is. It's fucking god awful. Like, <laughs> truly, truly terrible. There's a lot of bad remakes out there. There are a lot of bad remakes but the, out there. The Fog yeah. remake is honestly standing head and shoulders above them. Oh yeah. my goodness. It's, I see. It's, it's terrible. Avoid. Um. Uh, yeah. So there's more feedback, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was uh, in relation to a lot of feedback, actually, in relation to something I did off my own back this week and behind yours. Uh, yes, it was entirely without my knowledge <laughs> or blessing or blessing. Yeah, without my knowledge or consent. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this week I did uh, use your visage uh, with a little help from Tony Constantinou yes. at Rebarbon Mints, uh, and released. Uh, I mean. People had been talking about this. People had been suggesting it. It was a hashtag that already existed mm-hmm. um, since we started Mitch's Pitches and, and since we start, started this show. But yeah, I put together a Mitch's Bitches t-shirt. You in fact, sure I put did. together three Mitch's Bitches t-shirts, one in white, one in black, and one in hot pink, which is selling like hot cakes. Yes, indeed. It is the comfortable <laughs> frontrunner of the three in terms of the old uh, sales figures. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I put this up and um, response was overwhelmingly positive. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah i have a decent whack about this actually uh heading to instagram be quiet michael simply saying this is a game changer <laughs> um comfortably dumb i cannot like this enough jp duffy 83 ordered mine already mad science films oh my stars um <laughs> the unrated cut are pals uh chris niles and zoe smith getting in touch simply saying bay with a line of heart eyes emojis uh back on track living which is boz and oh you made my t-shirt because he may have been the first person to say it well there's a bit of, there's a bit of uncertainty about that yeah was the jason x episode before celluloid screams it wasn't the jason x episode he did it in a recorded piece of feedback that he sent us oh, you course. made a member yes. uh so I'm, I'm gonna check the dates on that he's also asked for one for mitch's crank bank which was definitely a jason x reference doc craig fitness unreal i'm gonna get two <laughs> 
So yes, a reasonable reserve of affection for the Bitches Bitches shirt over on Instagram. What about elsewhere? Uh, on, over on Twitter, Zoe again getting in touch saying these are amazing. <laughs> uh, Cosmic Ray Girl weighing in with another hashtag this week. This time, hashtag Mitch's Bitches. Oh, God. Barry Delgano. <laughs> I don't no want pain. it to be a hashtag. <laughs> you are a hashtag, my friend. Barry Delgano, no pain, no gain. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. James Duffy again at Funktanian getting in touch to say I'm almost certainly getting it in pink. He did. We retweeted it. The photo is there and the man looks un unbelievably happy to be wearing his t-shirt and so very very pink <laughs> so very very in fact he was surprised at how pink it was when the the, the actual t-shirt color is hot pink and uh corporeal hicks at quinn bevan getting in touch to say you know when you turn up to a party and someone is wearing the same outfit anyway looking forward to fright fest ah. <laughs> <laughs> very good uh, i have also bought one no oh, for any sake <laughs> how many people are going to be wearing these at fright fest Three. <laughs> Based on current projections, three. <laughs> um, so yes, no, if you no, want, that's the possibility of more than that. If you want to take a look at the Mitch's bitches uh, or the Mitch's bitches T-shirts, as long as the other T-shirts that we have, uh, state of some distress, context big, they're all on our T Public page. They are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff. It's a fun time over there. Yeah. <laughs> more designs to come. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, everything seems to be perpetually on sale. So get your fill. <laughs> Um, so it is once again time for Mitch's Pitches Mitch's Bringing Pitches. us on nicely Yeah, yeah, I guess so Yeah, yeah, yeah We're all about the segues today uh, Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show That is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment While we're recording Andy will send a picture to my phone It will be a poster from a horror film from years gone by He will have photoshopped out the title and the tagline Any identifying text leaving only the image <laughs> My job will be to describe the image to the best of my ability and to, where possible, give it a title and a synopsis. That was fucking spectacular. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I wish I'd done it in one breath, though. So, uh, last week, what was the film again? Uh, Mountain Top Motel Massacre. Mountain Top Motel Massacre, of course. How could I forget? <laughs> How could I forget? Uh, reappropriated by me as Heavens to Betsy 2, the Hellbound Spellbound Spellmans. <laughs> We did invite some uh, some pictures from yourselves, your good selves, for this yeah, one, sure, yeah. and you did not let us down. Uh, C.P. Buckley, new person. Ah, hello. Uh, getting in touch saying, a sentient murderous doll is bought by a farmer's daughter. As it kills and consumes the souls of the farm workers, the farmer and a local sheriff must work together to save his daughter's soul. That's Dollface 3, Exercised Demons. <laughs> So I'm enjoying very much. Yes, like that a lot. sure, yeah, yeah. And welcome to Mitch's Pitches, sir. Yes, welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah, great way to get in touch for the first time yeah. with a Mitch's Pitch. Speaking of which, Andy McEwen getting in touch on Twitter. Okay. This is weird. Right, okay. I'm fine with weird. During the height of collectivization in the Soviet Union, <laughs> okay. a family is relocated to a farm in the Ukraine. Right. Living with several other families in the former hotel turned farm. Not the usual trajectory. No. It's normally the other way. <laughs> yeah, you would have, you would have thought. Uh, Father Sergei is plowing the fields when he digs up a doll which he gives to his only daughter, Ivanka. Mm. As the crops fail and death comes to many of the family members, the surviving ones believe that there is a curse on the farm. A gypsy from Vladivostok arrives and discovers the doll is possessed by the worst capitalist in history, Adam Smith. <laughs> Can the family stop the bourgeoisie doll and grow the crops that Stalin has demanded? <laughs> it's 1966's Hammer and Smith. <laughs> it's 1966's Hammer and Smith call. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I don't care what comes next. That's going to be tough to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty That's great. bonkers in the best way. Yeah, uh, Salted Popcorn, it's quite obviously Baby Doll Ab Face 5, Sickle in the Head. <laughs> People are killing it. This obviously. <laughs> Tony Constantly, when a cloud-busting lightning strike on the wily Windy Moors fuses reclusive <laughs> shepherd Heathcliff Lionheart's creepy Russian doll Katya with its prized Hounds of Love album, he finds himself in the fight in the fight of his life when faced with anthropomorphized, murderous, merciless... Oh, fuck's sake. This again. <laughs> right, here we go. He finds himself in a fight for his life when faced with the anthropomorphized, murderous, merciless, melted Matryoshka monstrosity. Does Heathcliff have the thunder in his heart to defeat Killer Katya? He's going to have to make a deal with God if he wants to survive the night in 1985's Running Up That Hell, The Curse of Kate Babushka. It's in the trees. It's coming. A lot of Kate Bush uh, wordplay there. Yeah, really, really heavily crammed in there. And Chris Salt, Oblong Pictures Welcome on Twitter. Welcome back, Chris. Yeah, yeah. By day, downtrodden Dorothy Crabshanks works the front desk <laughs> at a rundown motel. By night, she's an amateur theoretical physicist dabbling in the mysteries of matter transportation in the motel basement. Oh, sure. When a freak electrical storm strikes during her latest experiment, love that everyone's using that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, she finds herself unwittingly fused at the molecular level with a bunch of random crap that's accumulated down there over the years. <laughs> now a grotesque, doll-headed monstrosity, she only has five hours to find a way to reverse the process before she has to face her boss at work again. Yes, it's scientifically implausible 1985 body horror botch job morning sickleness. <laughs> So with that, it is uh, it is uh, false to you once again to pick best pitch and best character name. I am one hundred percent going to give it to Andy McEwen for Hammer and Smithcall. <laughs> yeah, and best character name is Dorothy Crabshank. Okay, so Andy and Chris, congratulations! You both win nothing. Oh wow! So I guess this is where I come in. Yep, and I'm going to say right away, this one's a gimme. Okay, well-known image. Okay. To most people. I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm not going to know it. Yeah, um, and uh, there's also lightning in this one. Okay. So, uh, oh, uh, we'll uh, see oh. if we can continue the theme that's on its way. You might have it, yeah. Yeah, that. it's here, it's here. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, my. Okay. So, uh, this image has no background. It's just black. It's just black background. No border either, as far as I can tell. I'm trying to give you things that have uh, less descriptive backgrounds. I mean, I'll still describe them, even if they aren't there. <laughs> um, we have a man who I suspect is a death row inmate. There are a couple of things supporting this theory. Go he on. is wearing an orange jumpsuit, and also he is in the electric chair. Right. Um, he is uh, bald, I think. He is in a... He's, well, I'm not going to say say it's some distress but i think it's fair to say that he is actually uh he's he's mid fry <laughs> yep. he's uh surrounded by uh kind of uh lightning he's being zapped in an electric chair he's wearing an orange jumpsuit um with a black and white checkered pattern across the chest sure sure um and yeah i think that's just about it really i would say he's wearing black boots i guess <laughs> <laughs> thanks much yeah tag that bit on uh i think that's just about a lot so if you give me a sec i'll be right with you yeah This is one of those ones, Mitch, where uh, the listeners will be screaming. Oh, really? Yeah, they'll be screaming the, the title of the film and uh, lamenting there your naivety. Once again. Yeah. Honestly, if I had a pound for every time somebody lamented my naivety... <laughs> <laughs> You'd have 14 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Enough. Right. Time. Right, I think I got this. Okay. The year is 2034, and, wow. the just, and the justice system as we know it has perished. Sure. When decorated rally driver Roderick Hot Rod Stearns is framed <laughs> for a murder he didn't commit by billionaire racing tycoon Mucho Dinero, <laughs> Fuck off. his celebrity status sees him ostracized in the prison yard. 
However, prison boss Francis Ransom is seeing dollar signs. <laughs> In an event televised the world over, Rod will race against specially chosen rally drivers in a special demolition derby. The stakes are high, but simple. If he wins, he secures his freedom. If he loses, he heads to the chair. Strap in for the ride of your life in 1997's poorly conceived and ill-considered social commentary sequel, Wheels of Justice 2, Ride or Fry. <laughs> uh, well, uh, oh, um, no. No, okay. No. Okay, fair play. No. Um, what do we have? We're going back to 1989. Okay. Wes Craven's mm-hmm. Shocker. I'm so ignorant. <clears throat> Tell me some more about Shocker then. Who is our IMDb synopsisizer today? Today's uh, synopsisizer is Ken Rivadeniera. Okay. After being sent to the electric chair, a serial killer uses electricity to come back from the dead and carry out his vengeance on the football player who turned him into the police. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. The guy in the chair is Mitch Pileggi, who was the boss uh, in the X-Files. Oh, right, okay. He was Skinner. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Shocker's brilliant, by the way. Okay. I okay. just want to say. I yeah. should get on that. Yeah. Uh, that concludes Mitch's pitches for another week. Uh, that is everywhere, though. Get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Mitch. Now. Tell me this. Yes. What can we watch this week, and where can we watch it? I am glad you asked, my friend. There is some pretty good stuff going on on the uh, streaming platforms this week, although not on Sky Cinema. Um, <laughs> it's peaked recently with Life Changer. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's yeah. I, um, I th- I'm kind of hoping that the news will be better next week on that one. Shudder, however, has some pretty good stuff going on. Okay. Uh, from the 12th, which is today, if you're listening on the day this drops. First up, you've got Why Horror, which is a 2014 documentary about the psychology of horror fans and uh-huh. how people are yep, scared. Yep, yep. Um, it's something called Get My Gun. Right. As well. Uh, Kieran Foy's Citadel. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. Uh, is on there. And also uh, fairly topical uh, with the impending arrival of Three from Hell, House of a Thousand Corpses, Lance and Shudder as well. Superb. So, uh, for my money, still his best film. Uh, Devil's Rejects for me, but yeah, I think we're, on, we're roughly in the same boat on that one, I think. Yeah. And uh, Kieran Foy's Citadel, uh, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah really uh, good. and considerably better than Sinister 2. Uh, see, I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything about Sinister 2, but you are right. I was um, only baiting you, because <laughs> I know you hate it. Uh, some older new stuff on Netflix on the 16th, uh, something that a lot of people have been getting very excited about, Season 2 of Mindhunter Lands. Oh, I cannot wait. Uh, yeah, a lot of people can't are getting... fucking wait. I've just started rewatching the first series, actually. Oh, cool, uh, okay. I should have mentioned that. Perhaps I can hold that over till next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Psycho, the original. Oh, the original, yeah. thank fuck for that. Lands on Netflix also. <laughs> and uh, again, kind of topical, given that Annabelle Comes Home is still kind of doing the rounds uh, on Amazon Prime from the 18th, which is uh, this Sunday, Annabelle Creation. Oh, good. Uh, from David F. Sandberg <laughs> there. So, um, yeah, fair few things going uh, fair few things going on there. I would say, mm, what do you think for a pick of the week this week? Mindhunter. Mindhunter it is. Let's yeah. do that. Let's yeah. do it. I don't see how that can fail to be anything less than brilliant. I mean, like, like uh, the hype is real, certainly. Yeah. So, moving on to this week... Moments before we pressed record, we received uh, a saddening email. Yeah, a trusty LMC. Our last minute cancellation. A last minute cancellation. The Fright Fest streak has ended. Yeah. Uh, so we are I'm sad a- about that. I, I hoped we could have made just the next two weeks, but the guests will be rescheduled. Um, it was very apologetic and very lovely email. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, there will be loads of good stuff still to come. Loads of good Fright Fest content still to come as well uh, yes. from us. So watch the space for that. But for this week, we are doing an Andy versus Mitch episode, and I'm about to piss off the entire world. Are oh, you going to piss me off? Maybe. Was so, it tension again? <laughs> uh, yeah, just I've refined my arguments. I'm ready to go again. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I want a do-over. Yeah, yeah. In defense of his defense of, so I'll say. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's my turn. 
Okay. Great film because I believe last time you did Demon Wind. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's it's kind of Fright Fest adjacent in that when I saw it, it closed Fright Fest Glasgow in 2015. Most other people in the room hated this film. It is available on Amazon Prime. The director does have a film playing at Fright Fest this year, mm-hmm. Halloween Party. However, we're going back to 2015 with Jay Dahl's There Are Monsters. Right, you, you'd actually had mentioned that this was going to be... Uh, should we have had to do one of these again that this was going to be your pick yes now yeah. I really like There Are Monsters I am going to concede up front that it is not perfect it's yeah. got some problems don't say too much don't say but, too much uh, I think it's great and I am very ready for the backlash that this will uh, that this will bring because I fully expect some people out there will really not like this okay so if that sounds appealing <laughs> uh, <laughs> this Friday Sandy versus Mitch and we are talking J Dal's There Are Monsters wow okay interesting mm-hmm. and with that Yes, we're just about out for another one. Yeah. Uh, big thank you to everybody for joining us today. Yeah, we, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you want to get in touch with us? There's loads of ways you can do that. Facebook and Instagram are Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us at Strong Violent PC or email Strong Language Violent Scenes at gmail.com. Yep, and we are still accepting Mitch's pitch suggestions. Remember, stick Mitch's pitches in the subject line so that. Uh, this guy here doesn't look at them. Yep, yep. Promise, promise, promise I won't do that. If you correctly signpost them, I will stay the hell away from them. Also, why the hell not? Get suggestions in for a listener's choice. We're doing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Start firing those across. Yeah, get them in. Andy, where can people listen to the show? You can listen to the show in a myriad of places, Mitch, but oh. why not try specifically Spotify, iTunes, or our home, or hosts, the heroes, the legends that are the good folks at Podbean. Why the hell not? Try those guys. Yeah. Give them a go. Yeah. Good lads. Good lads doing good work. We're back Friday. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it's better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.